The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Brian Barrett, sitting in today on the Action Line, and a pleasure to talk with Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tyndall. Lots going on, and um, I assume the entire family had a great Thanksgiving, and we did. looking forward to um, a great Christmas season coming up here, huh? Absolutely. Well, you good bet. to have you. Yeah, good. Good to be here. Well, let's see. Let's jump in with uh, lots of things going on in uh, in Murfreesboro. What what are some of the um, highlights that you might want to pass along to us of, of things that are going on now within the city government? Well, uh, we have a couple things on our agenda for Thursday that uh, that are interesting for us. Um, one of the things that we are going to talk about with council, ask them to consider a concept of uh, exchanging land that we own on uh, 840 and Veterans Parkway uh, with uh, land that uh, Middle Tennessee Electric owns on um, Veterans, just about a mile away. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, we've had several different types of plans uh, for those lands and Middle Tennessee had some plans that have changed over a period of time since we acquired that land, uh, so some uses, and we think that uh, uh, making that exchange and us having lands that are more embedded in the city closer to the communities for what we want to do which is uh, uh, park development and uh, even perhaps a school site um, makes more sense for us than than property that's on our outer boundaries and and um, so that's that's one of the things the council will be asked to, uh, to look at on thursday and and see if we want to go forward with that concept we have some some ground to cover on that as as you would with any large land exchange but mm-hmm. uh, conceptually before we put a lot of effort and time into that we'd uh, we want to ask council if uh, that's something that they would uh, that they would consider uh, so that's one thing that's going on and then we have uh, um, we're continuing to work at our airport uh, with Middle Tennessee State and their program out there and uh, make some changes as they continue to grow and, and we do different things at the airport so um, we're actively engaged in that uh, quite a bit and um, we also have uh, uh, an ordinance that uh, will permit um, uh, feeding of homeless in different parts of the city and different city on city property and uh, having people uh, secure permits for that to make sure that that, uh, that's properly regulated Mm -hmm. we're trying to take care of uh, be sensitive to the situation but uh, take care of it in a responsible manner particularly for the uh, the landowners and the businesses that surround the areas where uh, that activity takes place. Okay, let's um, let's dive into a few of those. Can I get you to pull that mic up a little bit, and uh, so that way we can uh, make sure we, we hear well. So um, l- let's talk about this land exchange. Okay. Uh, obviously, in situations when you talk about something like this and of this magnitude, right. it's not like on Thursday. Okay, here it is. It's done, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. It takes it takes a little bit of work. We're uh, we're relatively familiar. We've we've done uh, planning for Middle Tennessee on on the land that mm. uh, that they own now, which is about 149 acres, and so we're familiar, obviously, with the land. But you always want to do uh, your due diligence when you when you purchase land to make sure that everything's set. We're confident that that's a, a good parcel, and then we've done quite a bit of work also up on our parcel, which is up on the 840 and Veterans. And I think uh, 
Middle Tennessee is very uh, Middle Tennessee Electric is very familiar with that land too. So it shouldn't take too long to uh, consider uh, what it would be to, to to swap those parcels and um, and take it back to our respective governing bodies uh, to prove to prove that transaction, and then we can we can kind of move forward with uh, with our planning that in an area that I think makes makes a lot more sense is better for the neighborhoods. Now, is is that right there at the interchange? Kind of w- where is that parcel of the land? The parcel of the city lands isn't exactly right at the interchange. There's some privately owned parcels there, but it's uh, it's 119, 116 acres um, just uh, just to the east of uh, uh, Veterans Parkway, and then it abuts uh, a small road that rims uh, around the property. Uh, but generally, about 840. I mean, there's not sure. a lot between there. It's it's highly visible from 840. It's uh, uh, it's a parcel that's just ripe for uh, the type of uh, commercial be- development that you'd see along alongside an interstate um, for um, for offices and and such as such as that 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 really would add a lot of economic development for the city and uh, amenities for individuals that are using 840. It could you know it'll be a draw if it's developed in a a particular manner be a draw for people that are living in Franklin right now. Quite a few people go to Franklin, but if we had uh, a large office complex off a uh, interstate uh, that that we keep people here and have not have to drive, I think everybody everybody gains from that, including the people who drive and sure. their, their lives. So this would be an area that sounds like it has um, lots of uses, not only uh, for office space and 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 things of that nature but park amenities for the community that kind of thing is that right well we had planned to park there uh, until we uh, took a a good hard look at that and saw that uh, that isn't the highest and best use for that property just because of the way it sits it sits on the uh, interstate Um, and so we we revisited that yes a park was planned in there Um, it has been planned in there for quite some time and I think there'll be quite a bit of open space no matter how it's developed just because of the, the aspects of the land that that would require a lot of bit of open space to be mm-hmm. to be in that. Uh, so you'll see some probably some uh, available c- for the uh, surrounding community, which is mostly county. Um, and then, as I said, only a mile down Veterans Parkway to the south is uh, is the land that we would uh, exchange for that is much better suited for a, a park site for us. Uh, it's more within the community. Um, the community that surrounds that area, uh, I think, uh, would appreciate a park there, uh, as opposed to although Middle Tennessee Electric's uh, an excellent corporate entity and a, and a good neighbor and would do all they can, and they did do planning with a significant buffers from the neighborhood and mm-hmm. those kind of things, which you would ex- you would uh, uh, expect from Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee Electric just because of who they are uh, and how well they handle things, um, but. Um, uh, that as a park site and embedded in the neighborhood and more embedded into the community, as I said, is uh, seems a better use for that property. And uh, so we'll we'll look at it. Uh, again, this is early. Uh, it's conceptual. We talked sure. um, with Middle Tennessee and and their board agreed that in concept this is a uh, not a bad idea um, because they'll have to go into economic development on the property anyway that they now own. And so what they'll do is just transfer their efforts up to. Uh, and we'll continue to work on economic development up on the uh, parcel on 840. So it seems like a win-win all around, a win for the community, a win for the city, a win for Middle Tennessee Electric. Um, 
acreage is it close to the same it's it's close to the same there's uh, some variances in the property there's some there's uh overall creek edges uh the middle tennessee electric property right now which creates some area that can't be really developed uh i think there's some some wet areas on there which from our standpoint from a park standpoint that doesn't present a problem because we can still develop a park and and utilize that mm -hmm. uh, as uh, natural aspects to to the park site so um and then they have uh, in their planning documents significant buffers for the neighborhood, so they wouldn't be able to develop on on part of the property. So overall, it's pretty close from a develop from a development standpoint. And the so, you know, while it's not the exact same size, I mean, there, there's a I mean, do the math, but about 25, 30 acre difference in the size of the parks parcel. You have to look at what acreage can be used, and uh, it's very they're very similar in that aspect. We have City Manager Craig Tyndall joining us today. A chance for you to ask your questions coming up a bit later on. Uh, you also mentioned that in this area, uh, and it just dawned on me, you mentioned overall creek running through there, mm -hmm. uh, the possibility of a school, and there's a, a school fairly nearby, but this is the area of the community where we've seen explosive growth. Right. Exactly. So possibility that yeah. a school might be on a property there? A possibility. I mean, that's working with the school board as to what makes the most sense for them on where it would be located um, and uh, uh, our school directors. So we're still early in the process. So I don't want to say that that's going to happen on there. I don't want to uh, overcommit to anything else because it's it's not my choice. It's it, It'll be council's choice. And they'll make the, the best decision for the community and, and where a school might lie. Uh, it, so that's that's one potential use uh, for that site that that uh, uh, wouldn't wouldn't make a lot of sense to put it up uh, next to a, an interstate as opposed to more embedded into the community. I, I have heard you know from county officials that finding property suitable and large enough for school complexes, although they're building maybe three schools, it's it's harder right. to find land. Uh, and it's not going to get any easier, is it? Well, it, it's it's hard to find the type of land, or the size of the land that they need, but it's also hard to find land right now at the price that you know they need to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the other aspect to it. It's uh, land land uh, in the in the western part of the cities has gone up substantially over the last few years just because the demand's there. Mm -hmm. It's so high, and so I think the county schools are. My understanding is. Uh, struggling to, to locate a parcel that, that would be suitable for a three-school site, like you said, elementary, middle, and, sure. and high school, which is a lot of land that yeah. they would need. Uh, for, for the city, just a, uh, you know, a K-8 school site, it's it's a little different. Yeah, we, we go through six, so we don't uh, uh, need a site that's quite as big as, yeah. uh, you know, high schools take up a lot because they need all the athletic fields. And Very such. true. Well, let's uh, talk a bit more about the uh, Murfreesboro Airport and, and what's going on there. Speaking of, of growth, um, you know, when the mayor spoke a few months back about just the amount of air traffic that we are seeing in Murfreesboro, uh, I, I, I think it just kind of blows your mind a bit to, to know what's going on there and with the growth and the partnership with MTSU. And I know that's been uh, maybe a bit of a contentious issue. So kind of... Um, where will that be going? Do you think? Well, we we um, invested uh, about six and a half seven million dollars in a new airport terminal um, at at the airport, and so it's become uh, popular with uh, some of the general aviation community. Uh, the pilots like it. It's a it's a good good facility, and of course, uh, it's very 
well managed by uh, the city staff that's, that's out there. So um, we are seeing an increase in that traffic and an increase in the um, uh, people who want to come become tenants at the airport. Uh, so uh, we, we have an obligation. We want to make sure that the general aviation community is served as, as best as possible at our airport, and that's, that's very important to us. Um, Middle Tennessee State has been out there for a while. They, they developed uh, only a few years ago a, um, a pilot training program, uh, and that over the last four years has grown enormously, 125% over the last four years. Uh, and so accommodating those students and the, f and the traffic that that's created out there, um, last year, about 18 months ago really, uh, started to become an issue. And we started to have some concerns and some reports uh, related to uh, some safety issues and, and things like that. They do have a safe program. We run a very safe airport. People comply with that. But, um, you know, you increase traffic and you increase student pilots and uh, your risk inherently changes. And so we want to be uh, cognizant of that fact, and uh, we want to we want to also manage the airport as efficiently and as safely as possible. And understanding that Middle Tennessee's program uh, was slated to grow even further, and uh, they ordered additional aircraft to go out there. Um, we looked at uh, some of our traffic patterns that were going on. We hired a uh, consultant to study that traffic pattern because the airspace has capacity, just like a building or anything else. There's just so much capacity that you have above an airport in the patterns that the, that the pilots will run to, to be able to utilize that airport. And when you fill up that capacity, you're, you're out of space. Uh, and there are times uh, over the last year where we had more operations, which are landings, takeoffs, and what they call touch and goes, where the plane will come down and continue to roll and then take back off, a training procedure that they do. Uh, you hope it's a training procedure. You don't have to do that. Right. Uh, a training procedure, but uh, something that, that adds to the operations. So we had operations that were greater than the operations they had at, uh, at BNA, at Nashville International. Uh, we outpaced those. And we, we were up around the top 10 general aviation airports in the entire country, all of which are uh, dual runway airports. We have two runways. We have one runway. So we were just inundated with uh, with operations and needed to address that. Um, uh, we met quite a bit of resistance from the staff at the uh, university at the time. Um, I will say now there there has been uh, a substantial change in the uh, uh, the program's leadership and the individuals that are there now have taken a real hard look at what we've asked them to do. They've been excellent to work with. They've communicated well. I'm talking about the aerospace department um, and, and the interim dean of the aerospace department, uh, Dr. Greg Van Patten, um, has been um, uh, really excellent to work with in communications. I and mean, they've made a lot of changes and we've seen the, the benefits of that. We're, our our, the, our uh, Brian Fields, a new uh, head of flight operations out at MTSU, is told us that right now they have the same number of hours flying that they had back in April when we had a real issue that became paramount and the number of operations and um, what they've done is spread spread the operations out to other outlying airports so you can take off from here fly you know 15-20 minutes half an hour you're at another airport you can do your maneuvers out there you can stay in the pattern out there you can fly out there and it relieves the congestion that we would have at, at Murfreesboro Airport. Mm -hmm. And that's been uh, very successful. 
I, I know Shelbyville was one of those that was mentioned. It's it's close enough by, touch and go there, right. come back. So those yeah. kinds of things are going on now. Shelbyville, um, the Telahoma Airport. Telahoma Airport's the old Air Force Base, so they have a, a lot of room down yeah. there. That's that's it's huge, and and they can go there. Uh, Warren County uh, Airport and uh, Upper Cumberland. So there are there are some within uh, easy range of of flying to that that they've spread out, and that's made a big a big difference, substantial difference. So we're continuing to, to to work with MTSU. They've announced that they they do want to move their program and consolidate it into another to airport. And we've told them that we would assist them uh, in any way we can to to help them do that. That's certainly we want we want the program to be successful. The university's success is our success here in the community because they're a big part of our community. So we really do want them to be successful. And uh, but we need to have them recognize what community needs are. And um, and pay attention to those, not just their own um, interests, and and so that's uh, that's important. And sometimes we need to have some pretty tough discussions to to make sure that happens. Well, it sounded like initially that those those discussions were uh, on the contentious side, as I mentioned a, a moment ago. But you, you you've said uh, leadership change, and you've been able to discuss that and and work through some things now. So it it seems to be a, a more workable idea for both parties. Yeah, I, I think now at the departmental level, um, and when I say department, I include the dean, who's over all of applied sciences, so that he has a lot of other departments, but. Uh, the departmental level, I think we're having some very good communications, and we hope hope those continue. We have Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tyndall uh, joining us today. Your question's coming up in a second. I, I did want to touch again uh, on, on one of the three subjects that you brought up and the ordinance um, that would there's been some interesting conversation about that it would limit and this kind of thing the uh, feeding of of homeless and and outreach to the that particular community I'm wondering is it's not really limiting but it's controlling maybe is is that more uh, a better word use there it would be a better word use regulating uh, would be another word that you might want to apply to that. I mean, we do we do need to have some type of regulation on it because it could easily, and we have seen in some places, become uh, a bit overwhelming. Um, <clears throat> you know, governing is, is a balance of interests. It's a balance of a lot of different interests. And so we have to be cognizant of the fact that uh, if we're gathering up a certain population in one specific area, that there are other interests that lie around that. But like I said, businesses and, and uh, landowners that uh, struggle with some of the situation that um, that having a, a homeless population come together and then not necessarily disperse or disperse after creating some issues um, that we need to address. And so uh, giving us a chance to respond to that, to have law enforcement if it needs to be there, to um, pay attention to where it is that we ne- might need to clean up, um, those kind of aspects are something that's important to us and we want to uh, we want to be able to respond to. So what we're asking is if it's on public property, if it's on private property and it's consistent with zoning, then that's that's another issue. But if it's on uh, what we're, we're looking at this Thursday is if it's on public property uh, that uh, you'll need to come in and get a uh, apply for and get a permit. And then uh, there's some uh, restrictions on how often that can be done and, and uh, the locations and, and such as that. One of the 
public locations happens to be right across the street on Church Street. Uh, you know, that's the, the, the city parking lot. And so it, it, it's one of those situations, I guess, where you're, you're looking at not only what's going on there, but the, the businesses, the, the residents who use this area that um, are being affected by that as well, too. Right. Well, yeah, you, you sit very close to it and you may you may have seen some of the uh, the consequences of, of having that gone gone on over there. We all want to be compassionate, obviously, to people that are in need uh, and be able to, to uh, meet their needs when we can. Um, but there has to be, as I said, a balance of, of interests. And so yeah, if you own a business and, and you're always struggling with some situation that's created by um, a population that is less adherent to social norms and rules and, and restrictions, then um, that becomes a great a great difficulty and and we want we want people to feel like that they can come down and utilize downtown and feel safe and and uh, uh, still be able to address those needs and i think this is one one aspect of that that's that will help us do that we have city manager craig tyndall joining us here today and we're going to take your questions you can call or text at 615-893-1450 we are going to take a brief break come back and uh, then we'll go wherever you would like to go here on the action line 615-893-1450 is our number. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more in just a few moments. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. If your fish tank is looking a little dated, now is the perfect time to freshen it up before hosting holiday events. Here at Animal City, brighten up your living space with an aquarium or new background for your reptiles. Animal City would love to help you with your pet needs. And for the pet lover on your list, Animal City gift card makes the perfect gift. This is Amanda from Animal City. Come do business with Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. When it comes to your home, memories and sentimental value are priceless. Farrah Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other rooms. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Call Fair Construction at 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military. I was on a guided missile frigate. Here is today's Salute to Veterans. I was in combat close to 18 months. Got out on early release in 73 when the ceasefire occurred. The so-called end of the uh, hostilities it never really did until 75, but for us it did, and I was early out because of my combat service. Vietnam veteran Ralph Gervasio. What was the atmosphere like when you did come home in the 70s? It was, it was really poor. Couldn't come home in my uniform, let's put it that way. I had to come home in civilian clothes because of the flights and because of the airports and the kind of reception that I could possibly get. You hear a lot of negative things about uh, when the Marines came back and it's all true. In the latter part of the war, 
they didn't want us to have eggs thrown at us or uh, slurs or things of that sort, so I had to come home in civilian clothes. I didn't admit that I was a Vietnam veteran at all until in the 1980s. I couldn't get my old job back because I served in Vietnam, and so from that point until the 1980s, I never admitted I was a veteran at all. It would have been a negative, not a positive. You know, you don't hate the warrior, you hate the war. Vietnam veteran Ralph Givasio. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume coming down the interstate here on 24 in from Coffee County. Just give yourself extra time. We've seen a couple of stalled vehicles, uh, lots of radar out here this morning as well. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, a high in the low 60s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 37. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 40. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Receive breaking news, sports scores, traffic, and weather bulletins on your cell phone. Sign up for text alerts at wgnsradio.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back with Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tindall here on the Action Line. Brian Barrett along with you today. And uh, your chance to call or text in at 615-893-1450. Anything on your mind this morning, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. Uh, we have several texts to get to, uh, Craig, so l- let's look at one of those that goes back to some of the things that we had talked about. Uh, someone texted in, seeing an increase in homeless in the downtown area, the library, McDonald's on Broad. Uh, does the city have plans to train these people as, as to become more productive members of the community, successful programs, things of that nature, along with... Um, maybe some of the other resources, or do we count on the local nonprofits to help in that regard? Well, yes, on both those. We we do we work with uh, closely with uh, some local nonprofits and uh, one coordinating group uh, that we work with for homeless. Homelessness is is uh, once you you take a real hard look at it. And we asked MTSU to study uh, the situation. I mean, three or four years ago, um, but it's it's multifaceted. There's a lots lots of different reasons that people uh, may end up in that in that status, and so uh, it's hard to 
come up with one solution that would address all of, all the different multitude of problems that that an individual could could be faced with. And so um, we work with homeless uh, uh, groups, homelessness groups that that attempt to address uh, different aspects of of that. And I like I said, we help fund a, a group that coordinates and work closely closely with a group that that coordinates some of those um, programs to try and help help the individuals and it is it is a situation that we do not want to get uh to a point where it's out of hand and, and become a, a real issue there's other cities in the country and and um we've had some communications with other cities in the countries and some of these are very large cities uh but they they spend millions and millions of dollars trying to address the situation and they don't seem to be making any headway and so uh being on top of it and being out front is something that that we want to uh do as much as we possibly can 615-893-1450 for your calls or text. Uh, someone asking, is the land on Veterans Parkway near 840 uh, that we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. near where Vanderbilt Hospital purchased their 80-some-odd acres? It, it is near. I mean, uh, that, that land is kind of near. Yeah, they're, they're all kind of near. They're, they're, they're on Veterans Parkway. It's, it's, uh, it's very near. There's, there's, like I said, there's about a mile's distance between the two, and, and um, that 80 acres lies in between that on Veterans uh those two parcels that we had talked about so it is right next to uh relatively speaking i guess yeah uh, very close to uh where vanderbilt has that 80 acres it it seems to be that that's maybe our next boom area in terms of construction and buildings and office space and things of that nature it's likely to be because of the population growth that, that goes on out there it also is suitable for us to um, uh, grow and serve with sewer. Uh, one of the, the reasons the east side of the city, you know, from Rutherford, you know, around where the university is to the east, uh, has some geological um, challenges uh, for installation of sewer out there. It's just the way that COD made the land. Ah. And so there's not much we can do with that. Uh, but uh, the west side is is much more suitable for the growth and of course the population and then the nearness to other uh, centers of population in Williamson County uh, all lend it to to development out in that area. It, it, it seems like that 840 corridor is is growing. There was a, a question that was texted in about uh, underst- I understand the land along Broad between the Harley Davidson dealer and 840 uh, a, a project in that area. Are you familiar with the project in, in that neck of the woods? There, There is a, a, a large project that we're taking a look at in that area. Um, I think in the coming weeks, there may be uh, an announcement if everything comes together. It's private. In, it's it's a private project. It's not a city project. Uh, so we have to be somewhat respectful as they put together their, uh, their, um, their project uh, and the different things that they have to do to, to get ready for for that but uh we'll allow them to to announce that but we are aware of some activity that's that's going on on that property out there which is which is a very good use of that property it has a it has a lot of um, uh it's a very strong location it has a lot of uh, good traffic we can improve the roadways out there and probably want to talk to the state about improving some of the road uh area out there 41 or broad street uh particularly uh and having another access point and it also has some challenges because it it does abut uh the um um what is it that runs there is it uh, creek or, or part of the i don't know if it's if it's a west fork that runs through there i can't remember now but i think you're right yeah that um that creates some some challenges but the project will be able to accommodate that so that's important to us and it's close to where we're planning our our uh, cherry lane interchange off of 840 uh, that's a mile 
to the north of of that um, the interchange at, at Broad. So uh, a lot of a lot of things going on over there from an economic development standpoint that we're very happy with, and I think over the next uh, few weeks months um, people should be probably hearing about that. Uh, what about the large parcel of land that is between the Thompson Lane and Broad intersection and that Harley Davidson area? There's there's a large parcel that was um, COG yeah. plant site. Yeah, that's it's where uh, General Electric had a plant back in the 50s, I want to say, mm-hmm. and, and 60s. Um, that is that was purchased that was purchased by a group uh that is i'm struggling with their name just to remember it phil uh, friends of the battlefield i believe it is because um as you go to the back part of that property uh and then and then elevated above the creek that runs back there is part of the uh, the national battlefield mm-hmm. um and uh it's really beautiful when you get back in there um but uh, they wanted to preserve that because it was one of the battlefield sites. And so they bought um, a portion of that land. And I think that we are working with them now to to uh, improve that site into uh, walking trails and such. Uh, so we can have some, some community involvement in there. Um, given the, the nature of the intersection right now and the, the, the plans of the state to develop that intersection and to improve uh, both Broad and Thompson Lane, um, not likely to see any development going on there until that that takes place, uh, but it may be that we we use that uh, as a supplement to the battlefield site and as a park and a park area open area could be very. I mean, it is very near the the Greenway Trailhead at Thompson Lane, exactly, and, yeah. and so it could all be kind of yeah. maybe part of that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those improvements, um, what what improvements will go on at that intersection? And I know you're dealing with the state and lots of unknowns with that. I'd say. Yeah, well, there's better people in the city to answer that than, than we are. Uh, uh, we have some people that watch that very closely and do a lot of planning with them. I know that uh, I don't believe, in my understanding is not there, there's not going to be a bridge there as like there is uh, over Memorial, but I could even be wrong about that. But I don't, I, I haven't heard about a bridge and, or I can't remember it as we stand here. Um, but there would be significant improvements going on on there to, to make sure that interchange is suitable for its highest and heaviest use, which is the morning and the evenings. Um, and, and so the traffic can flow through there a lot better than it does now. And then Thompson Lane, as it goes to the to the north um, and, and around, it will be uh, developed in there. That's all a state highway. We have to work with the state um, to get that all, all developed. But that's actively ongoing right now in the design phase, and you'll start to see some construction going on there probably this summer. Uh, let's let's talk a, a bit more about that because there's one question that relates to Cherry Lane and, and the Thompson Lane mm-hmm. uh, area as well. Um, someone texted in that they had heard by quarter two of 2022, so that'd be around April or so, that we could start seeing some construction in that Thompson Lane uh, area near, I guess, from Broad all the way to uh, Memorial Boulevard. And that, that's been one of those projects that's on been on the list for quite a while is there an update on that on on cherry lane you mean no well this was thompson Thompson lane thompson lane yeah yeah that's that's what i was saying before i think we'll we will start to see some some work on there i'm not exactly sure which way they're started i I believe if i remember correctly we'll start from the broad street side and, and work to the north and then around on thompson lane and then you mentioned cherry lane which is uh, something that we're working on as well and we wanted to actually advance uh, our project um, 
with Sherilyn. We have to work with the state on that because of the interchange off of 840, mm -hmm. uh, which is an important part of that. It's a critical part of that Sherilyn Lane development. Um, but we are uh, well into the design phase and identifying properties that, that uh, need to be acquired to be able to put that Cherry Lane in on the north side. And that'll, that'll give some access into uh, 840 from the north side. And it'll also uh, lend a lot of that property in there for economic development and, and community development. Would that also look very similar? You know, if, if you turn off of 231 onto Cherry Lane, you'll see uh, where the soccer park is mm -hmm. and it's four lanes, a, a median and that kind of thing with, with some turn lanes into the city park there. W we see that as, as kind of what Cherry Lane looks like all the way to 840. Well, it'll look like that. Uh, in that location, I think it'll vary as it goes closer to the interstate. It'll probably be, um, um, and, and it, it's still in the planning stages, and some of it's going to depend on uh, the surrounding properties and what we get, but uh, I think more along the medical center type of uh, scenario as you get closer to the 840 and the interchange over there. Um, the interchange itself would be a large project to, to come off the, the interstate. And then um, uh, with the commercial development that's inherent in that type of, of uh, development, we'll probably want to hold on to the standards that are closer to um, uh, Medical Center and, and that development as it comes off of 24 over there. Um, these are all recommendations, and of course it's going to depend on uh, the future and future decisions by council and such, but that's what we're looking at. Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tyndall joining us this morning. Your calls or text at 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Call or text in uh, to that particular number. Someone asking about the, uh, that they had heard about the mural at uh, the, the Fat Guy's Barbecue mm -hmm. on, on Broad Street uh, is is there an update on that because there seemed to be some intervention uh, on the city's part? We're working on that right now. Um, that uh, area is, uh, there, there's there's a standard that's set for the Medical Center Parkway. Um, and it's it's a gateway district over overlay, just to be technical about it. So a GDA, GDO is what it's called. So they are uh, within that gdo which prohibits that type of signage there now are, we, we are working now um, to look at um, what we can do is to allow some some of that type of activity we, we've encouraged mural, uh, mur <laughs> murals in other parts of the city and uh, it does add a bit to the cityscape uh, it can be very interesting um, we don't want to overdo it because it can it can be a little crazy if you're not careful um, but um, uh, there are some some areas of the city that it's restricted from just by the zoning ordinance that's it's in effect and so we have to be somewhat cognizant of that and careful of that and apply the right standards in the right time so we're, we're, we're addressing that right now another question about Broad Street uh, as the city grows do you see um, Broad Street uh, needing a, a widening project um, or maybe to get more businesses to move to that area? Well, if they're talking about Broad Street in the downtown area, um, it, it's pretty typical even for large, very busy streets in the downtown areas to become somewhat narrowed only because the property there has been captured over so many years with development that it's hard to expand. Uh, it becomes financially infeasible to expand. So you have to do some other measures, and that's why you see uh, roadways that are built that are, that are alternatives to a main street through through a uh, 
a more highly developed urbanized area. And so would would Broad Street in uh, that runs along downtown area um, be widened? I don't know if that would ever take place, but can it be improved uh, from from uh, the standpoint of development on either side of the street? Uh, and and we come up with alternatives as far as to address transportation. Sure, and and we are actively looking at at those uh, those two things. Was there um, uh, an item on the? council workshop um, about possibly a turn lane off of Church Street onto Broad mm-hmm. coming up? Right, yes. There, there is, uh, we are looking at the need, the need on Church Street as, it, as, it, as you go south on Church Street at Broad uh, to putting in an interchange there. We're also looking at, if you look at that corner just on the, on the other side, the east, the southeast corner, uh, the city owns that land and we're looking at um, uh, working to, there's a creek under there to daylight that creek and make that a uh, 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 an open area that's that's landscaped and and um, and visible and, and uh, it's not it's not really suitable for development because of the uh, what what is underneath it and the old the old creek and how it's covered up. So we're going to open that up and we want to uh, also work um, to daylight some of the other parts of that creek as as part of the development in that area um, to improve improve the the visibility of that whole place through there mm. there has obviously been a lot of conversation um uh, speaking of, of broad and south church in, in the area where we actually are sitting here from really vine street to mm-hmm. south church street and and developing this corner any updates on that well we're actively working on 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 projects that that uh, uh, have some interest developers that have some interest in in the area um, I think that with the uh, the uh, church property, what we call the church property, it's one college develop- one college um, over on uh, the United Methodist First United Methodist mm-hmm. Church and, the, and that development, which is which is going strong now. You'll see them; they're they're digging uh, now for the uh, foundation, the footers for for the buildings and what they'll, they'll develop. The, I think the first, because of the way the plans are, the first development there will be a parking garage. So you'll see that start to. Uh, come about probably in the spring summer time frame I believe um, I could be wrong but I, I think that's about the time frame you'll start to see some real construction act, uh, vertical construction activity over there but it's been cleared out and then um, with that development and yeah, it's spurred a lot of interest on the property that goes behind on, on buildings that are very underutilized. We have the old police department building right next to us here that, right. that needs to uh, uh, it's not uh, it doesn't serve any purpose to be rehabilitated and reused. It's it's uh, too far past its prime for that. Um, so that'll, that'll need to come down. And then there's some other buildings over here, as we can look at our window and see, that that are underutilized and probably past their useful life. And, and so it creates an attractive area for development because of the traffic along Broad. And um, uh, so those two projects are are really kind of spurring a lot of interest in development and we are working with with developers to to look at those sites well a couple of pretty big um parcels in the downtown area so mm-hmm. i mean that would have to be attractive i would think that's a try and then the other parcel um probably a couple of years from now because it's still being utilized is the old um, um Mercer electric uh, block and their building that's there uh, and then that half block to to the um uh, to the west of that is all uh, slated for development into the future over the next uh, two or three years. 
We have uh, Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tyndall with us. Just uh, a couple of minutes left here. Uh, let's get to another text or two uh, as time permits. Vehicle speeds and, uh, you know, I- engine noise in downtown. And as we see growth in more cars, um, is there any idea to address those issues? Well, we're always cognizant of speeds. We're doing a downtown uh, traffic study right now, which may end up uh, recommending some streets uh, be um, uh, reconfigured. Uh, we may see some one-way streets. Um, you know, there's there's positives and, and negatives to, to making streets just one way, um, but uh, we want to be able to balance those out as as best we can so we are continually looking at that and, and we did fund i believe it was last council meeting a, um, a study to take a look a hard look at the traffic around the downtown area well very good our our time's about up here um craig i appreciate you spending some time with us and and um, lots of great information here on the program today and uh, thanks for what you do for the city. Well, I appreciate that. I wish you and the listeners a Merry Christmas. I don't think I'm back before then, so uh, ah. unless you <laughs> unless you drag me back. Well. <laughs> uh, but uh, I wish I wish everyone a, a, a great blessings in the Christmas holiday. Hopefully, not kicking and sc- screaming when you come back. Right? Never, never. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Uh, Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tyndall joining us today here on the Action Line. If you missed part of our program, be sure to check the podcast at WGNSRadio.com. Just look for Action Line, and under Action Line, you'll find the podcast of today's show and all of our shows that are broadcast locally. Wherever you listen to audio, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and now on Facebook, you can listen back there as well to our programs. Thanks so much for joining us here this morning. I'm Brian Barrett. We're going to have a check of the latest local news, national news, good neighbor events coming up straight ahead. And then the Truman Show here on News Radio WGNS.